0: There's a lot that I feel like we should talk about today, and I'm really excited uh, to get to all of it. But I'm not nearly as excited to get to any of it uh, as apparently PJ Zuko is to talk about a lot of things. So I mean, you like what? are a big well, race what? person, host a green, yeah. host a green, white and checkered uh, every Sunday here on ESPN Radio. Which, if you're a NASCAR fan, is a I, I shouldn't even say. If you're a sports fan, you should follow it, but it is a really good NASCAR show Thanks, uh, that you should check out with PJ Zuko. But PJ, much like he does before every show, comes in and just starts talking.
1: I made sure to stop uh, like a minute before he, the intro play.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot to get off his chest. So that being said, <laughs> let's do it. Let's 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 get after it. You said it was a big racing weekend, and you used the term racing in a very general term because there was a whole lot of racing that was happening this weekend, I thought one of the more fascinating storylines was F1 going head to head with one of the biggest sporting events every year, with the Kentucky Derby.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So you were enamored this weekend in racing bliss, yes, from the start of the weekend till the end. So I'm just I'm handing it over to you, PJ. Tell us about. Your euphoric racing weekend. Yeah,
1: it was it was big on all fronts. I will say I'm I'm not that much of an F1 guy, um, although you know I, I respected uh, they they were down in Miami and and you know I, it sounds like they had a fantastic race, great event, a lot of you know publicity and, and marketing around that, which I think is great. I think for all of racing, you know, like in any form of of racing, uh, I feel like it's becoming. I don't know. It's, it's, it's odd. Like it's easy to lose racing when you're focusing so much on football and basketball and baseball and, and everything like that. It's, it's easy to lose track of racing. And I get that, but if you just zone like zone in a little bit to it, it can be insanely entertaining on all fronts. I'm not a big F one guy, but I respect what they were doing. Um, you, you know, them, like you said, going neck and neck with the Kentucky Derby and head to head with that. Um, I, I, you know, would have wished they did it in some other fashion some other time frame something like that but eh, that's fine. I respect what they're what they're doing down there and it, it can be a lot of fun to watch uh, from when when you tune in uh, but yeah the the big things to me were of course NASCAR there at Darlington and how everything ended up there and the Kentucky Derby I thought it was insanely interesting as well. you have the storyline of you know a, a horse that wasn't even in the race to begin with. Or, Rich or, strike. Yeah, I mean, minutes or before the cutoff time, they weren't in the race and, you know, had to be subbed in there basically, and I believe 80 to 1 odds or something like that, and they come in and win the race. and Win, win the whole thing. Um, so, it's just a, a crazy situation there, and to me, you love to see that in sports. Uh, I'm sure is it crazy fun to watch the uh, depends on who the, the favorite is, I guess, but you know, is it respectable to watch a team like like Alabama and a program like Alabama just dominate college football you respect what they're doing over the past 15 years you might not love it so is it fun to see that from time to time sure but is it great to see one of these stories where it's like hey man the cutoffs home boom you're in the race now by the way and you know your odds but hey at least you're in the Kentucky Derby and then you go out and win the dang thing I mean that is that is huge that's amazing um and then yesterday, you have, you have Darlington with the throwback weekend there in NASCAR. All the paint schemes were just in, incredible. I can't even list how many favorites I have because there were so many great ones this year. And you had a throwback paint scheme win the race Uh-oh. as well, which I thought was good. And the style was very throwback in which he won the race as well. given the old Joey Logano, giving the old bump and run to William Byron uh, there, uh, with, with two laps to go, coming to the white flag to go out there and, and get the win. Uh, very heated moments after the race between those two drivers. And notable headlines, you know, throwing words out in interviews like, oh, Moron! Yeah, I know it was bad, but anyway. I
0: thought I mean, th- that's kind of a step down for NASCAR though, right? Because yeah, yeah. usually you're throwing hands. Yeah, yeah. no. So but Now, we're just, now we just, we've just gone to name-calling.
1: Pretty, pretty much, and, and
0: morons—the best we have to come up with after how many miles of driving at 180 miles an hour.
1: Let's face it, the, the guy that said it, William Byron.
0: I feel like there needs to be at least like one curse word in there.
1: Listen, William Byron is like one of those guys that that when you hear him interviewed, you're like, "All right, how much more you know nice and respectable can this guy be? Like he's he's like that all the time. So him saying moron is kind of is basically a curse word. Like okay. it's. It's up the if you give the scale like to his that echelon like it's it's up there. So, is it a little bit step down overall of NASCAR that we've seen like reaction wise in the past? Yes, but for William Byron, moron's a bad word. All right. Anyway, it was a fun weekend. No, well, yeah, for
0: sure. I, I would kind of push back on the whole F one trying to get in versus the Kentucky Derby because both of these things are star power events, where yeah. it's you're always looking and seeing the. The Tom Brady's and Julian Edelman's and their crew rolling up, swagged out to the Kentucky Derby and Churchill Downs, right? Like that's what it's all about. Miami went head to head with Kentucky this weekend Mm -hmm. because they had the Miami Grand Prix down there, F1 in town, which has become the hottest sport. I should like when I say hottest, I mean like fastest rising sport in America, right? And so you have them going head to head with them, and I would say probably a more studded, star-studded event. When I tell you, like, I'll throw four names at you: Michael Jordan, Patrick Mahomes, Serena Williams, and David Beckham. Yeah, DJ Khaled was there. I just saw
1: a video of DJ Khaled there. He was trying to get a picture with Lewis, Lewis Hamilton in before. Miami! Yeah, yeah, he was trying to get a picture with Lewis Hamilton before the race, and he actually got like ushered off because they were like, "No, the race is the race DJ Khaled or uh,
0: Dickie V. Miami baby.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was it was somewhere in between there. You know who else was there, and also in Darlington? Jeff Gordon.
0: Was he really? Yeah. I yeah. Didn't, I, I didn't know you kept up with Jeff Gordon. Every time I say Jeff Gordon, you kind of go, huh. Well, man. I mean, when <laughs> you
1: talk about him like during his racing career, yes. But this post-racing career, I can appreciate
0: everything he did. Jeff Gordon's you know, hair and whatever. swagged out. But the man might have the best hair in racing.
1: He got beat by the man quite a few times.
0: He definitely. might have the best hair in racing, PJ.
1: It depends. I, I tend to like. I think Jeff Gordon actually looks better, with like a short, like a shorter haircut.
0: Yeah, but I mean, either way, the flow can. It's the best hair in racing. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, nothing flow is going so. in my opinion, and Rich Strike winning the Kentucky Derby. We're gonna talk about it because that comes in a close second. But the best moment of the weekend came from my man Martin Brundle, who is a former F one driver and now works for Sky Sports. And what they'll do at the end of these races, a lot of times when everybody's in. Uh, the middle, what would you what you call it between the track? The I don't know why that's like slipping my mind. Between now. the track, like like the area of space that is between the NASCAR track. The infield, the infield. Thank yeah. you. Everyone's in the infield. Uh, there's always a lot of local celebrities, a lot of big time celebrities, and so Martin Brundle will go around and try to interview these people on Sky Sports. So now you have the crossover from an international sport into an American city. Yeah. And so there's a lot of American stars there, and so Martin Brundle, my man had a pretty big mistake here uh we, we have the audio it's an amazing video i encourage you to go look at up. this is courtesy of sky sports uh but he thinks he's interviewing someone and it just goes horribly wrong well, martin brundle there chasing down a tall man with a short <laughs> afro say patrick 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 yeah yep thinks he's talking to patrick mahomes <laughs> He's not talking to a college no. basketball player, right? I mean, is there a worse feeling as a uh, sports broadcaster when you're walking up to someone going, "Hey, hey, 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 So I so, was so, so, like, how, "How are you enjoying the event?" Well, I'm not that person, but I think the event's great. I think it's fantastic.
1: I will say, Apollo handled that handled that relatively. I mean, very well, very well. I answered the questions too, and was was excited to be there. I think he, he toast, uh, p- posted on Twitter later that. That day is just man. He was just vibing. He he was having a great time and was happy to be talking to someone. So, uh, no, that that is a terrible, terrible feeling without a doubt. You kind of like as you watch that, you kind of just just being in the in this business. Like you, your gut just kind of well, sinks it's, to the floor.
0: It's terrible TV, right? <laughs> like it's yeah. or like TV production. And maybe again, this is just European sports crossing over into American sports. I think that's terrible TV production because typically what you do is you have the people back in the booth talking and then they go, hey, let's go down to the field. Uh, Holly Rowe has so-and-so, yeah, right? Yeah. And then you you already have that person they're ready to go. Like a live camera of just a poor sideline reporter sprinting through the infield trying to get interviews with people. It, this is bound to happen. Yeah. And like you said, Paula Banchero, super nice guy, yeah, big-time college basketball player, mm-hmm. going to be an NBA player. It's just like, yeah, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, Paulo, not Patrick. <laughs>
1: Definitely not Patrick. I got to I
0: could mix it up.
1: Yeah, even the the first names, you know, you know, Paulo, Patrick, you got the two P's in there. Well, I just,
0: I feel like somebody <laughs> gave him, like, okay, here's who's here and here's right. their pictures. Yeah. Go. Yeah. And he was like, got it.
1: Even if it's like, I don't know if, if he had an earpiece in, maybe, and had a producer in the back. Like you're looking at the TV, you see the haircut from behind. You're like, "Oh, that might be that. That that's probably Patrick Mahomes. Maybe he just got that in his in his head." I don't know. I will say I never noticed how similar their haircuts were until now. Like until I saw that video, I was like, "Okay, the haircuts, yeah. Everything else probably not." But no, I. <laughs> it's I feel like they better production. I feel like that's part of the entertainment, though. Like. If if you're a fan and you watch this every single time this event happen or events like this happen, you're kind of waiting for this to happen. Like, it's bound to happen. It's yeah. kind of like you, you laugh it off, or whatever. This was probably just the biggest notable one that notable instance that they've had like this, and that's a pretty big deal.
0: All right, I do want to talk about pretty Rich. I do want to talk about Rich Strike winning the Kentucky Derby, but I want to give it its proper time and, and let it breathe. I don't want to rush it. Also, we have an important date. Today is an important date, PJ, in our world. I have a date? That's new. No, no. Wait. No, no. We <laughs> have an important date. <laughs> oh, okay. To celebrate. Yeah. We'll let you know what it is. It's a little it's a little <laughs> teaser. So we call it here in the game. A little teaser. Today, a very important date uh, in our neck of the woods. So we'll break that down. But I want to come back. I want to talk about Rich Strike because that was like goosebumps. Yeah television right there so we'll come back we'll talk about it we'll talk some college football to talk about uh braves win a series there against the milwaukee brewers ronald acuna playing some really good baseball since he got back we'll talk about that We'll take a quick break we'll come back talk about rich strike next right here on espn radio second down on espn radio is presented to you by the uniform source two different locations in savannah to take care of all of your uniform needs all right story of the weekend as funny as it was watching Someone mislabeled Patrick Mahomes has right. to be Rich Strike winning the Kentucky Derby. I have a question for you. Is there anything more exciting in sports, whether it's a human or a horse, tracking down the pack in a race? Right. Like I just think like that moment, those 20 seconds. I don't know that there's anything in sports that beats the excitement in that. Like, yeah, like Usain Bolt running a race, watching the last leg of a four x four hundred.
1: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Watching that you, like, Dale like,
0: Earnhardt yeah. draft. Even then. And slingshot engage around people.
1: Yeah, even then, even with, because one of my favorite uh, Dale Earnhardt moments of of all time is him winning that Talladega race. He restarted, I think, in in six laps. He goes from like 32nd to first. It's it's insanity. Then again, he's in the pack the entire time, right? He's just shifting his way through the pack, making the right moves in in the drafting pack and, and finally ending up first there on the final lap. But like you said, that's that's more like anticipation. It's not one big run or anything like that. It's 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 over a six lap span, um, and even in in different situations, right? It's more the anticipation. You get the anticipation, like like a walk off home run, walk off grand slam, right? You have that anticipation, and then boom, it happens, and that's the excitement. But I feel like what you explain and, and watching that Kentucky Derby is the moment where like, anticipation, anticipation meets excitement and it goes on for like 15 seconds. It's not just boom, boom, two moments back to back. It's a continued string of both emotions running through your yeah. freaking body. And it's, it's a hell of a high, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's insanity. So, I mean, yeah, I, there's, there's, it's hard to beat that. It's hard to beat that for sure.
0: Like he came from 17, sev- 17th on the final turn yeah. to first.
1: That's like the story of the whole weekend, right? I'll, I mean, there's
0: uh, th- that's like that's Seabiscuit, Secretariat, like those, yeah. those kind of stories, right? Where it's just, there's when is the Disney movie coming out was about this? You you know know I they're, th- they're already doing casting. You know you which know <laughs> part they're going to leave out though, right? You see him biting the hell out of his lead pony after he won
1: yeah no that didn't happen no what do you mean
0: yeah exactly no but th- that was i mean it's just and it's understandable right i was i was reading a bunch about it after i saw it so i was like to me like what i saw i was like that's like a super excited horse yeah and like not knowing how to like manage those emotions and obviously it's an animal right yeah i get it but like and then you go and read it and they're like yeah horses are extremely competitive animals and Horses, if you've ever been around them on a farm, violent, yeah, animals. Like usually you don't leave them alone in pens with other types of animals because mm-hmm. they've been they've been known to dust a sheep or two. Yeah, do a few things. Yeah, right. So, but like super competitive animals, right? And so like after the race, they're trying to walk him in to where you can get the big garland hung over him and all that, and he's biting the hell out of his lead pony. Yeah. So that was some big controversy. Don't know if that makes it into the ESPN or the the Disney movie when they end up making it about maybe the
1: thirty for thirty, but not the Disney
0: movie. Yeah. But that stretch in time, if you're just a sports fan, and I think it's one of those ones where you get the people who aren't the run of the mill sports fans, like the people who are very peripheral. Like I watch it because it's an event, and I went to a I went to a party. Yeah. Right. Right. To drink mint juleps and hang out with everybody mm-hmm. and, and work. Cool all h- the finger foods wear and cool hats. Like I went to a yeah. party and then there's like, you know, like four minutes of a race. That moment I think elevates past any of that to the point where everyone is completely engrossed in it. Right. And obviously you have to go back and watch the replay because I would I watched it and you don't really see him coming because you're staring at the front two, because you had the favorite. And then there was a challenger right there next to him. And so you're watching those two. And all of a sudden, at the top of the track, you just see a third horse sprint by. But it's the replay of that. It's like watching Vin Diesel in uh the first Fast and Furious movie where he's like, Too soon, Junior. And like then he punches his nos yeah. and speeds by him. Yeah. Like, I mean, just that moment where you watch it's like the other horses were running in sand. And he flies by, and like to me, that's that's goosebump stuff. That's mm-hmm. stuff you remember forever. And it's the reason why a sport that nobody cares about for 364 days a year becomes the biggest talking point every single year. Absolutely. Now, where you'll see people become interested in it over the next like two or three months is if Rich Hill or Rich Hill, not, not the old pitcher, Rich Strike, <laughs> uh, can go out there and win again. Which probably isn't going to happen, right? Like, right? He's not the thoroughbred that's winning two or or two races and trying to go for the triple crown, right? Right? I mean, this one just seems like one of those stories where you make the Disney movie about it. Like I said, but I just I don't know if there's a more exciting thirty seconds than the final turn of a race like that.
1: It's it's difficult. It's difficult to emulate for sure. It's 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 difficult to try and. Put it into perspective and and try and compare it to other things as well uh, because I, I again I, I think it's just those emotions that you have all tied together uh, that that's very difficult and I mean that's why again of course you have all the betting odds and like you said the the, the famous stars that come out and that's kind of what what pulls people in from time to time but if if you're a sports fan it like really, Kentucky Derby really is one of these biggest things and and why it is is exactly what you said it's the excitement of all forms of racing yeah. i feel like compacted into 3 4 minutes
0: and i feel like the excitement yeah. from that like where you kind of you get the upset wins in nascar every now and then but the excitement from that comes from a, there's like usually like a wreck at the top and then that opens the spot for somebody else to win right? right or you have like a bad performance in a race where somebody has a bad start and just that bad start you're already done yeah. especially right. in the shorter races like in the Olympics right but this one it was peak performances from all of the horses in front of him and then it was just he's like I'm not losing
1: mm-hmm. just flying yeah
0: right so it was the it was the dominating performance of him at the pinnacle of his sport to go out there and win that race it was just incredible to watch something you can watch over and over again all right I want credit because we have now made it 28 minutes into the show. I haven't talked about college football one time.
1: Not once, yeah. No, that's just very good. But then again, I mean, I think it's – we're going to get to college football. No, we're going to it right now. Okay, great. But then again, I mean, yeah. I, I'm very – I will say thank you, by the way, because this was a the very good – it was a huge weekend in racing, and there's a lot of people right now that's just going straight back to the yeah. NBA playoffs, right? So very happy we had this time to talk yeah, about that, some, that, some racing.
0: Yeah, they could talk about NBA playoffs, and you know what? If you want to hear racing talk, Green, White, Checkered.
1: There you go. SoundCloud, Apple
0: Podcasts, yeah. Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Just look up ESPN Coastal and you'll find Green, White, and Checkered. So there's racing talk there. Listen to literally any other sports show. They have NBA talk for you right now. But we have an important date, PJ. <laughs> we are now officially closer to the first full week of college football than we are to last year's national championship.
1: Thank goodness. Thank goodness. We haven't made it, but we're we're almost there. We're getting closer.
0: No, we are it's it over is, the it is the downhill slide yeah, now. We're over
1: the hilltop. We're going down the other way. We're like, past the spring. I want
0: to paint a picture for you. You're you celebrated this emotional high back in January and then it sort of faded away. Who did? And now you're kind of crawling through well, just college football fans, yeah. right? Just <laughs> the, yeah. the, you you end with a celebration, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of you've been crawling through these like dark woods and it's all uphill. And there's like, you hear like wolves howling in the distance and there's lightning strikes (laughs) and there's trees rustling around you. It's scary. Yeah. Everything's kind of purple and black. It's, it's, it's scary out there. You can't see more than like six, seven feet in front of you. And you're just, you're just crawling. You're just trying to get through it. And every now and then you'll hear like a voice in the distance. And it's like, NFL combine. (laughs) NFL draft. Senior bowl. And you're like, oh so you can you could hear hope around you. Spring practice. You can hear hope around you. But today, when that clock struck midnight last night, and it officially flipped over to Monday, you crested out of those woods and you were looking over an expanse. And it's wide open and you can see the path, and the sun is starting to rise, and you know you are officially on the track to college football season. There we go. It is officially closer than what you have put behind you.
1: Did I just step into a YouTube motivational video? Yes. I feel like I did. Let's go. Yes, and it's going to be okay. (laughs)
0: Let's run through a brick wall. It's going to be okay. Now, obviously, like with any – vacation car ride as a kid where you have no control about how fast you get there, it's, it stinks, right? You know why? Because you're just thinking about all the things that you're looking forward to, mm-hmm. right? You're thinking about, man, we're so close. And I will say this. I don't want the Vanderbilt and Hawaii fans coming for me or Florida State fans coming for me because they're like, uh, sir, the first official uh, Saturday of college football is actually August 27th. No, it's not. I'm talking about the first full week of college football, when yeah. the best game yeah. on the schedule might be Vanderbilt, Hawaii. It's not a game. It ain't. It ain't opening weekend. All <laughs> it's, right. It's not. It ain't game. opening weekend. Any. Just sidebar here. Do you know who Florida State is playing week one?
1: No, Florida State hasn't been relevant for like five years. So,
0: Ke- Kevin, I need your help real quick. I need you. I need a pronunciation <laughs> from you, real quick, because I, honest to God, a pronunciation as I here, I, a for pronunciation. a team that they're playing. Yes, Florida State is playing a college football game. Goodness I feel gracious! Like I'm going to be an idiot if I try to pronounce this team's name. Like this, th- this is the, the this is the ultimate. This is the ultimate. Who the bleep are y'all playing? Team?
1: Is it Blue Mountain State?
0: Duquesne. Thank you. I knew it wasn't how it oh, reads. Oh, okay. This is not the first round of the NI. This is not the first round of the NIT. This it's, is the opening week yeah. of college football season. They're playing Duquesne.
1: There's actually some, uh, some, a uh, couple Penn State players that transferred to Duquesne. I could, I could pronounce that for you.
0: Well, I wanted Kevin to, I wanted to get Kevin. I think they're, the they're studio. from,
1: uh, they're from up in the uh, Northeast. But, but no. no,
0: either way, no, that's,
1: that's goodness
0: gracious. Yeah, bad. That's bad, bad. You got Florida A&M, North Carolina. That I guess. Warm-up week. Okay,
1: so these are all the games that's basically like before rivalry week for the SEC. I think the best game
0: that week gotcha. might actually be Northwestern Nebraska. Yeah. Like, do a you doubt. immediately fire Scott Frost if the Fighting Pat Fitzgeralds come into Nebraska and beat him?
1: I'm surprised he's not fired already. Hey, but, uh, we i talked mean, about yeah. this.
0: He had a lot of yeah, one-loss like, games last year. Okay. But no. So
1: what? The- didn't you just talk about Vin Diesel? Yeah. There's no almost winning. Winning's winning. It's true.
0: Uh, but no, the the first weekend of college football is going to be outstanding. I mean, the storylines all over the place. I'll throw this one out there for you, PJ. Thursday, September first, where you really every college football season really starts with that full what five day spread of games. It's so we go yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's so beautiful. All right, and so it's going to start off. Penn State plays Purdue, little Big Ten conference game to start the season. I shouldn't say little. Purdue's pretty good football team, and you'll start at the Boilermakers. So we got Penn State. Pretty but then how about this? Like, Following just, that trade, yeah. But let's just start yeah. with the storylines. West Virginia Pitt to start the season. You're like, why Why would I care about that? I don't know. You have two former USC quarterbacks going head-to-head to start the season. Yeah. JT Daniels and Kadon Slovis going head-to-head to start the season. That's also
1: an underrated old rivalry as well. I, I think it's, it's fun to see them playing each other again, old Big East days and whatnot. But that's a very underrated old rivalry. But then, of course, you throw in the USC quarterbacks as well. Uh, that, that's that's pretty solid. And Pitt, I mean, they're they're coming off an ACC championship, yep. man. So, yeah, we'll see what they can do.
0: Friday's going to be weird, but none of us are going to care because we'll be at uh, high school football games. That being said, you'll have Western Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, that Friday, Virginia Tech at Old Dominion. Uh, if you needed something to do that night, Illinois, Indiana. Really good basketball game. I don't know how great of a football game. Uh, I guess Loser, you're, Losers
1: I, out of the Big Ten.
0: Yeah, I guess if you're looking for a good football game, TCU, Colorado, might yeah. be, might be pretty good there. But Colorado
1: is always an odd team, yeah.
0: But then we wake up on Saturday, September third.
1: College game day is playing,
0: and I, I'm going to go ahead and assume game day is going to be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium.
1: They seem to like it there
0: for the Chick-fil-A kickoff. Yeah, and of course you have Georgia, Oregon. We've talked about that one a lot. I think a quietly cool game is Utah State at Alabama because I think it could be interesting for about a quarter and a half which is more than you could say for a lot of Alabama opening games like that.
1: That's more than what you can say for a lot of SEC Alabama games. No, I'll
0: say this. I think think Utah State-Alabama is closer than Miami-Alabama was last year.
1: Okay. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Because Utah State has a game in that kind of fake first week, so they'll already have a game under their belt. Right. Then coming in to play Alabama, I think that one could be a little weird. But then you have Cincinnati at Arkansas.
1: Yeah, I actually, yeah.
0: Which, looking at that like three years ago, who cares? Looking at it now... You're like that's a pretty awesome game because Arkansas has a lot of people's sneaky pick to finish second in the West.
1: Mm-hmm. And Cincinnati, obviously coming off the playoff and berth, losing but, everybody, but, but also losing everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, so how do you reload that team? And I, I've said it for a while. Luke Fickle is a solid football coach. Like, and, and they just locked him down for for a while too. Like, I want to. He built this team up to where they're at. I want to we see him this. retain. That and also, of course, like that matchup with Arkansas is really good. I honestly, there's so many other great matchups that those first couple weeks, I didn't know Arkansas Cincinnati was happening. I know. So this, like, you put that out earlier, and I'm super happy you did because now I'm like, I can't wait for that. I'll be looking for a Saturday game to to watch too, because I'll obviously be kind of happy or sc- extremely sad after Thursday. So
0: yeah, yeah. And then, then you have uh, Pac-12 champ Utah. Yeah, that's going be... like at Florida. Yeah, so that's I was like, "Hey, Billy fun. Napier, welcome to Florida. Good luck with roster management. Also, by the way, uh, your opening game in the swamp in front of all these home fans who are were hoping for a different coach besides you. Yeah, you got Utah coming in. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't want to say one game can sabotage a coach's entire career, but losing to Utah week one, which is a very real possibility. Utah it, went, it is, No, it, Utah last year went toe-to-toe with Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. And if they even had a hint of a defense, and again, they were missing some players in that game. But if they have a hint of a defense, they beat Ohio State in that game. Which is
1: crazy because all year that defense was lights
0: out. But did, did Devin Lloyd play in that game? I Probably not. Probably not.
1: I, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but yeah. probably not.
0: But I, But I know they were missing some defensive pieces in that, but... You're getting smoked by Jackson Smith and Jigba, and I I guess the counter would be if Devin Lloyd didn't play in that game, Chris Alave, yeah, Chris and, Alave. and Garrett Wilson didn't play in that game exactly. either. Yeah, but I mean, Jath- Jackson Smith and Jigba, who might be the best out of all three of them, went for like over 300 yards in yeah. that game. Marvin Harrison the third had three touchdowns mm-hmm. in that game, so it's it was a very good Utah team that lost by like three points. Yeah, to Ohio State, who is a lot of people's number one team coming into this year. Right, so there is a very realistic possibility that Florida loses that game to start the season,
1: and that's why I'm like I, I kind of hesitate when you talk about that a loss like that potentially sabotaging a coaching career or a coaching. Okay, no, no, I say all of move, that. I, know, right? I
0: say all of that. But if you're a Florida fan and Utah's coming to the swamp week one, you expect to win that game by thirty. It doesn't. There, there's, there's no realism there. It is just expectation. Okay. Yeah. Right, they, you don't care what happens on the west coast. You're Florida. They're Utah. Yeah. I don't and know. so you're yeah. your Florida fan that they go to that game or they're watching on TV and they're like, LSU got Brian Kelly. Right? We were trying to go after all these guys and we got Billy Napier. Yeah. Right? Like we we've we've gone from Urban Meyer to to Billy Napier. Like it's it's been a tough decade. Right. And I, I love Billy Napier. I don't want this to sound like I'm, I'm crossing. I'm just saying. No, like no, no. There's th- th- most you're talking of about expectations base, by most of the fan base. the fan base, they felt yeah. like they got their backup guy. Right. Whereas I think they probably got the best guy. But just in terms of the fan base and how they're looking at this Florida team, you lose to Utah, and there's a chance Utah smacks you. Yeah. You lose to Utah, all, all the momentum.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know what you mean, especially from, from a fan base perspective. You're, you're right. I... Brought that counterpoint, yeah, with the expectation of some sort of real. But but if you're it's, obviously called, enthralled fans for a reason. enthralled in that fan yeah. fan base, you probably throw all that out at the window. So then,
0: then, how about this one? You know, for I'm assuming this is gonna be big noon Saturday. If I had to guess, Notre Dame at Ohio State.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, that that's that's gonna be for sure. I, that's two extremely insanely notable teams from of course that that coverage area for sure and just in college football period so no that's going to be absolutely 10 out of 10 going to be big 10 and then the the
0: beauty the beauty of this week is you get lsu florida state on sunday night okay and that one i believe is in new orleans
1: florida state coming off a huge win over duquesne yeah that one's
0: that one's in new orleans so you have brian kelly's first negative game as lsu's head coach yeah, right. Against Florida State in the Superdome. Yeah. Is that? Neutral site, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's neutral site. to one
1: That's also Brian Kelly's second straight opener against Florida State. Yeah. They going played Notre last Dame year. last yeah, year. Going yeah, going back to last
0: year. Uh, and then wrapping up the weekend, Georgia Tech going to pull a huge upset against Clemson and Mercedes-Benz. All right. Book it.
1: Are you talking about upset like the, they're going to – they're gonna uh, yeah. They're gonna be upset that they inside didn't, the they, spread. They're
0: gonna, no, they're gonna be upset they didn't score sixty. I already on I, Georgia Tech. we've
1: been out of the betting you know terms and stuff like that for a little bit, so I already forget. Gonna what the spread? If they if they squ- cover. Yes, there, there you go. Is. That's the win that, that that's the upset that that they're looking for. He
0: just never gamble a day in his life.
1: No, not at all. I just I also don't uh, like I said I, I forget all the terminology really quickly. So yeah, no, they're gonna cover. That's the upset that they're looking for.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know that the bad be. beats. I don't know that that's gonna be, uh, the case there. But that being said, oh, real quick note, we gotta go to break. But real quick note here. <laughs> yeah. You can get into Clemson, Georgia Tech, and Mercedes Benz, for ninety dollars right now. Cheapest ticket for Georgia and Oregon, a couple of days earlier in the same stadium, two hundred and forty-five dollars. Yeah, goodness at gracious. At the moment. So just do with that what you will. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the uniform source. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko. Glad to have you hanging out with us here. All right. We had a couple of crazy home runs recently, PJ. And so I've been hearing nothing but like, oh, they have deadened the baseballs, right? They're, they're trying to cut down on all the crazy home run numbers. Did you see Ronald Acuna Jr.'s first home run of 2022? The man fell over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. man hit a home run, I believe it was 430 feet, and Rock. fell over while doing so. But, Put everything
1: he had into it. You but know?
0: that one fails in comparison to what Juan Soto did. I don't know if you saw this. I didn't see that one, no. So I'm just going to let you like Twitter Juan Soto real quick, Juan Soto home run, and I'm going to explain to the fans what happened with Juan Soto. Juan Soto might be top five baseball player right now a top 5 baseball player right now. I I think that might actually be arguable unless like you're throwing pitchers in there and then you have to hear the value of that. But like in terms of field players, Juan Soto's top 5 baseball player right now. A lot of people probably argue for him being the next best after Mike Trout. But he was standing in the batter's box getting ready to have a pitch thrown and kind of very late throws his left hand back to call for time but the pitcher's already in his motion throwing the pitch. And so Juan Soto goes from stepping out of the box to stepping back in, just kind of flipping his bat at the ball, which is up and out of the strike zone, flies out of the park. What these guys can do with a baseball. Are you watching it right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I just want to get PJ's reaction. Have you ever seen anything like that? Okay.
1: Apparently it wasn't, my apologies, it wasn't the right one.
0: PJ, still going through it right here. That being said, never seen seen anything like that. I do this to PJ all the time where I give him like zero prep or notification, but there's cool things that I saw that I wanted to talk about. I think it's really cool that both of these guys are in the same division as of right now. We'll see if they're able to keep them. That being said, two really cool home runs uh, that we got to see. No Braves baseball tonight. They got a two-game set coming up with the Boston Red Sox starting tomorrow. And then after that, really getting into the meat of uh, the division play there as they got some big series coming up against the Phillies and the Mets, currently sitting six games behind the New York Mets. And you got to imagine they'll probably start coming back down to earth here in a little bit. But let's take a quick break. We got to get you ready for three and out. We'll come back. Do just that. Do just that. I can't talk today, PJ. I'm falling apart on a Monday. Might well, need you to carry us home here in the okay. next segment. Okay. I'll, I'll see what I can do. We'll see if you can find that one-sided video as well. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm bringing this back with no music because I have a startling revelation that PJ Zuko has brought to me after much deliberation, after investigations, and after fact finding. Presentations. It appears that I, Christian Gokel, of ESPN Radio, have been fooled by the internet. Fooled! Bamboozled! I I have an excuse, and I know excuses are like rear ends. It's not good enough. We all have one, and they all stink. Right? My excuse is, it (laughs) came from a very popular sports account like sports highlight account Mm -hmm. and I saw it on Instagram and I saw it on Twitter today. But after further review, there is no excuse for being fooled by this video. The video does show one Juan Soto of the Nationals calling for time too late and then swinging and making contact with a pitch, making good contact. For sure. But the actual reality of that is it's from like April and he kind of popped out to left field. Yeah. What makes it even worse. See, is, that's the video I yeah, found
1: first yeah. and why I was like, hold, hold on.
0: And what makes it even worse is in the video I was fooled by, it shows it cuts after he makes contact to a ball going out of left field. But the defender is wearing a different color top. Yeah. Than the pitcher. <laughs> yeah. So I, I offer my sincere apologies as you should. I was so amped up.
1: You know what? That, that's not even the best part. What's the best you're, part? You're forgetting the best part. Tell okay, me. so they, he popped out against uh, the Guardians, and the like you said, the clip that there was a home run was against the Giants, so they were wearing orange tops, and the fan who caught the ball was wearing all Cubs gear.
0: so there yeah, so was there's like, a lot happening. It's like, wait Listen, a minute. Listen, like they, they all wore like seven weird, different all baseball wore weird uniforms here. for Mother's Day. Like The Braves were wearing gray hats yesterday. Who that am is, I to know? But
1: they all wear the same uniforms in the outfield and in the infield. Like They who, do. They who, can't do who that. Who am I to say? I'm here to say that you got fooled, bamboozled by the I internet. I just
0: admitted that. And
1: now I'm trying to figure out how many other things you believe that aren't true. Oh, probably a lot.
0: You know the world's not flat, right? I do. I agree with you on that. Thank goodness. Yeah, I'm not. Me, me and Kyrie, that's where we diverge. That being said, one thing that I can promise you, and I can say with the utmost faith, Ben Troop and Kevin Thomas are coming up next right here on ESPN Radio for three and out. Truth.